Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show, your destination for the best in social and political straight talk. And now, here's your host, Miss Tanya Free. Today is Wednesday, October the 24th. Welcome to the Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show. I am Tanya Free, joined by my sister friends today, Sherrod Brown. How are you, friend? How are you? Always good to have you. Be here? For you to have me here. <laughs> well, I'm always glad to have you here <laughs> when you can. You. Thank you so much for being with us. You were here with us last week as well. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you're here with us. And also with us, uh, my sister friend, Sandra Rollins-Tucker. How are you, friend? I am doing well. Doing so glad well. to have you here. Yes. We're going to talk about some stuff that I, I am so glad to have you here talking about our expert, our <laughs> financial expert today. <laughs> So, yes, I'm excited about that. Yes, it's, it's being that we didn't win the lottery, that's okay. That's we still, nice. you know, it's a good thing to know in advance. So right. you're going to give us advice before right. we win the next lottery. For those How about of that? us who didn't win, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have a chance to get it together. Get it together for the next one. For the next one. And join us for the first time as Nona Mason. How are you, friend? I'm doing well, and I appreciate the invitation to come today. Well, thank you for being here with us. I just feel so good with a, a panel of sisters here. Wow, strong sisters on top of that. Come on, y'all. Yeah, y'all be saying yes. something. <laughs> that sound too enthusiastic, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm giving y'all a chance to warm up. Working behind the scenes is Noah Johnson, Sterling Goodnight, Marcus Evans, and Mr. Free. We want to thank all of our listening friends for joining us from coast to coast and hope that you will give us a call and let us know what you think. Our phone lines are open, 804-321-1010. Our toll-free number, 844-321-1010. Or you can text us at Tanya Free, 63975 to weigh in. 
or if you want to listen to us on your mobile phone, you can dial 712-832-2784. Thanks to our friends at AMFM247. Um, let's talk about the upcoming election, which we are 13 days away. And before going on the air, I mentioned that I'll be glad when it's over with for the main reason that I hope the election will change the course in which this country is going. And the second, that's the main reason. The second reason is I am tired of all of the, the crazy ads that we see. I mean, it's just crazy stuff that makes absolutely no sense. And I can't understand, you know, to make an ad to think folks will actually believe it. I mean, it's, it's just beyond me. Just crazy stuff, just absolutely crazy. I'm not even going to try to... to recite, I mean, or, or mention crazy stuff. It's just too crazy even to, to, even, to even try to put in words. But the main thing I'm disturbed by, uh, about um, is the voter suppression that is happening in Georgia as well as in North Dakota with Native Americans being turned away if they do not have a street address. And that's a big issue. That is a huge issue. And I hope that there are people, family members, and that are rallying around the seniors. My understanding, the the voter suppression that was going on in Georgia was um, a group of seniors that were going to vote, going out to vote early, and some kind of way they were asked to get off a bus or something like that, which absolutely makes which makes no sense to me. And I hope that there are some family members that are able to, um, you know, help look out for our seniors so that they are not. Um, you know, deterred by these 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 crazy crazy antics that are going on with regards to voter suppression. We talked about that last week. Were we mm -hmm. able to have? Have you heard anything about resolution with respect to that situation as well as the no. uh, the I, folks on the reservation? Um, my understanding that they are going to set up and try to go through everyone. Um, I guess on the reservation and pinpoint them down to where they are far as to a street address. Mm -hmm. My understanding with that. That's how they plan to tackle that from my understanding on that. I am more concerned also, well, what just as concerned I should say, with regards to the seniors. Mm -hmm. Not only in Georgia, but all seniors. Because, you know, some of these, these this craziness, they, they may be quick to believe and not be able to um, you know, determine fact from fiction, you know, mm -hmm. stuff that they're seeing. So I hope that, like, cause that's one of the reasons why I hope that we look out for our seniors and making sure that they are not, you know, get caught up in and deter from actually casting their vote. I know my mother, I like, okay, you know, I'm coming to get you, and I don't know what bus or whatever, but I'm coming to get you, so to make sure you, you get there, you, you vote and what have you, so. Look out for mom and dad and grandma and, and whoever else. So you are you are ready to vote? Always. Yep. Always. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, I hope that this will be just as large of a turnout as it was for um, President Obama. Um, I want to say this is the year of the woman because there are a lot of women candidates. In fact, this is supposed to be record number from my understanding. There were 476 women that actually came out to um, running, and end up there end up being 235 that were nominated for the party for the House, and I think 22 um, nominees for um, the Senate. 
giving us a total of 257 women that will be on the ballot, on uh, the ballots for um, the midterms. So um, I don't know about you all, but I'm going to be glued to the television on November the 6th to see the turnout. And one of the big races that I want to see is the one in Georgia with um, Stacey Abrams. She, if she, and I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to say if she wins, when she wins, she will be the first African-American <coughs> governor yes. ever. Can you imagine? This is the 21st century, 2018, and this is the first African-American woman governor? Gosh, what does that say? In that state. No, she's the yeah, in that state too, mm -hmm. right. But mm -hmm. I mean, overall, first governor, yeah. What does that say? This, this is 2018, the first African-American woman governor? You know, sometimes it takes things like this to change our perspective. When I think about Georgia, I think about Atlanta, and I think about all the people in Atlanta. Yes. And I think, how in the world could this still be going on exactly. in Georgia? My point, yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. It is just unbelievable. And then they have a, a crazy situation there where the person that is running against her is in charge of what the, the some kind of way. He's in charge of voter suppression. Suppression. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> That's his job. Yeah. Yeah. Really, basically, boils there. Yeah. What yeah. it boils down to. Yeah. And that's what scares me about the early voting in that particular state because of his position. But the numbers seem to be really close. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, we haven't gotten to election day yet, but then there's such a really small uh, margin. Yeah, but you have him um, who's in charge. Yeah, but he of was in charge, and so there's going to be, you know, the 300-some um, thousand people that were purged from that role, right. that voter role, mm -hmm. basically says that she, if she, if she, She's, if she, when she wins, it's definitely going to be because they really worked hard. Because now you got to make up for a lot of people that would have voted for her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That won't be able to vote. Well, and, or they have to do the, I understand, provision of, you ask for a request right. provisional ballot. Well, also, too, the, when the, the seniors that were turned away, they called to his office, from my understanding, and he was pulling strings or whatever to get those seniors turn back so they're playing all kinds of games and that's where it's a conflict of interest by him being head or whatever the election or voting or whatever his role is and you're running for office to me if you're going to run for office then you need to step down from that position right and they have because that's a conflict of interest in yeah, my, in I think my I opinion i read an article where it said that he had been um sued over something like that before and the courts have found in his favor Really? So he's doing it again. And I agree with you. It seems like a conflict of interest. It is a conflict of interest. Uh, and where is the State Board of, Edu of uh, Elections? elections. Mm -hmm. Where is the governor? Somebody, if you can, um, a production team, if I can look up his actual position with regards to what he is in charge of in Georgia. Because the, the media has talked about it, but not, not in the, at the extent that they should be talking about it. Because really, he is one of two things. Either he should... Um, step aside and not run or step down from his position. One of the two. You can't do both, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and I'm, I, and once again, the Democrats are too passive because if this, if the shoe was on the other foot, the, Dem the Republicans would have removed her and everybody under her and uh, started with a brand new slate. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't understand why the Democrats don't do the same thing because it is a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. It is. And I understand, too, that 
after that initial bus came to take them and they were told to get off the bus, mm -hmm. they wanted to use the facilities, vans. And the facility manager, I believe, told them that because it was a political activity, right. they could not transport them. Mm. So you're saying <coughs> the, senior, the, the seniors have to sit at home, they can't cast their vote? That's what it sounds like, unless family members come to get them or they have some somebody, other transportation. Somebody should, have, or, somebody should have organized, okay, you are not going to count mm -hmm. us out. I've had to call everybody's mama, brother, whoever, we're going to make this happen. Somebody, ought to have mm -hmm. been somebody in that, in that group. Um, his position, he's the secretary, Georgia Chief secretary. Officer. Oh, secretary of state, he's what? Chief, Chief. elections officer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So <coughs> what that means is, and that's why we have to understand the importance of voting in every election, local right. as well as national level. So when we, when we say the, Demo the Democrats probably can't, they can sue, and I believe there is a lawsuit mm -hmm. going on. So there's a lawsuit going on in reference to him um, even being able to run in this race. But that comes down to local elections, right? Uh, if you didn't vote in the local election, that's why you got this chief right. elections official. Right. Um, and so it's all layered. Well, but my thing is this. Until Okay. Go ahead. The Georgia Secretary of State registers voters, tracks annual corporate filings, and grants professional licenses, and oversees the state securities market. Well, that's what he does. Mm. That's what he does. So yes. clearly there's a conflict of interest Oh, yeah, no, no question it's a conflict of interest. What you're saying, Sanjay, is very true. But until we can fix that in the meantime, we don't want him to be governor. And what I would suggest, I mean, if as... If it was my mother or someone at a center like that, and I was told that one, they had to get off the bus, I'd probably have a fit, and then two, the facility was not going to take them, I would find out every person in that facility and be contacting their relative or somebody or get my car. My, I would turn my car into an Uber, mm -hmm. free. Right. That's what I would do. I'm going to say, okay, y'all sit right here. Let me take this, <coughs> take this group. I'm going to take them to get um, registered to vote, and then I'm come back and get everybody. I would personally take it upon myself and making sure they got, you know, they, they voted. Because that's, I mean, two strikes. If, if the person at the facility told them to get off the bus because there was a conflict of interest, being at the bus, uh, what was the black votes matter, I think, was right. on the side of the bus mm -hmm. or whatever, and that person probably felt, okay, offended, you know, when they saw that. And then they didn't want to take the, um, the facility, didn't want to take them as well. Then what do you, I, I don't understand, what did they expect the people to do? Well, I so, think on a fundamental level, um, you know, I think you were saying about voting other than uh, voting in elections other than presidential elections. Well, I mean, that's important, but, you know, we still have a critical issue here, meaning people are just not familiar, uninformed, true. you know, ignorant to how um, these processes actually work and, true. and the significance of elections other than a presidential election. So I think we start, you know, you know, this is one of the platforms, of course, that we could utilize to, um, you know, keep people informed. But it's like what you said, um, as far as, you know, it needs to be more hands-on, as you oh, said. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Very much so. Because otherwise, and everybody needs to, you know. Well, this is one of those times I think we as 
that people need to pool together if there aren't enough. If, if I'm like this, if someone in Georgia said, "Hey, we need some help with organizing this," mm -hmm. I would not have a problem going down there doing. It. I really wouldn't. I mean, we have to go across state lines to help each other to get folks, you know, to exercise why their yeah, rights. Why not? Then we we need to do that. Um, and the same thing with um, North Dakota. We cannot allow folks to. Um, hinder us from voting or being able to let our voices be heard because you better believe the other side they're going to do whatever they 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 have to in, in order to to maintain what is going on continue to go on and something you said just now we need to be informed as to what is on the ballot <coughs> I went to the um, elections.virginia.gov um, uh, screen and uh, got all the candidates that will be on the ballot here in um, Virginia, and of course you would have the, the Senate race with, um, I'm not going to mention the candidates because I don't want somebody to say, oh, you're trying to support whoever, but this, this, the Republican and Democratic, Democratic candidate on the ballot, and all of the um, House of Representative candidates for each district. But also, too, there are two referendums on there that I'm glad I went through and you know educate myself about, because a lot of times I'll get to the polls and see those two referendum and mm -hmm. have not a clue what they are what they're talking mm -hmm. about. I'm like, what the heck does this come from? <coughs> so I encourage everybody in Virginia, <coughs> go to elections.virginia.gov and familiarize yourself with everyone that's on the the, um, the Senate candidates um, that are on the ballot as well as the candidates are that are on the ballot for your district as well as the statewide referendums that are on the ballot. They do a really, really good job with explaining what it is, the question, they give you the question, then they do a real good job explaining what it is, which I'm glad, because a lot of times that language I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, I gotta take this apart like I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> you know, so, but they do a really good job. Um, so go to elections.virginia.gov, someone asked about that. And I would recommend everybody in every state doing that for the mere fact that it's really bad to cast your ballot um, in, a, in a blind sort of way that you have not a clue who you're voting for or what it is you're voting for, and you're throwing it out there and you're voting against your own best interests. You know that that's that's a wasted vote in my mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah, and you're it's again, dangerous. It goes down back to being ill-informed, right? And not educated. It is and, and understanding, you know, where it begins. You know, and how did uh, 45 get to where he is now? So please don't mention that. Just saying. Don't, don't, don't mention that. Just saying. Don't mention it. And, and you're right. exactly what has happened. Um, there are a lot of women, like I said, on the um, ballot this year around. Um, Stacey Abrams is one I'll be looking at. Um, there are two, um, a lot of women of color that are running um, this year in the midterms. Uh, there, there's actually a bisexual, I was really surprised when I saw that, a bisexual woman in Arizona um, that will be running um, as in a Senate seat, um, Latinos in Texas, um, Muslim, I mean, it's, it's, it's which I'm, I'm glad. It, it is really, really, I think it's good and it's long overdue. We as sisters and people, period, need to come out and let our voices truly be heard. I mean, if it's not heard now, I don't know when. You I know, agree. You know, when, when, when it will be a good time. So mm -hmm. definitely got to got to show up and um, show out. Um, I hope it's not a night like we did, like you said, with with um, 45. Mm. <laughs> uh, what did I put the comment back up again? But Tom, Tom said what? 
Tom says, if you cannot prove where you live, you are disqualified. Well, if you live on a reservation, you're not going to have street addresses and everything anyway. So there ought to be some sort of allowance for that. So would, it, would you just write people off because they don't have a street address? And the Postal Service is very much aware of how that goes. Right. So it's, it's not been an issue just now, but it's been an issue before. <laughs> so. But, but why is it there. why it has come up to be a, really a bigger issue now? That's mm -hmm. the thing. Today's mm -hmm. praise break is our praise by Straight Gate Mass Choir, sponsored by the Metropolitan Day School, where Eagles soar. Relaxing, highly professional. This is how people describe Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa, offering a variety of massages, including four-handed synchronized sports and soothing relaxation. Facials, microblading, teeth whitening, and fabulous eyelash extensions are done by their highly qualified staff. Book your services today on Facebook or call 804-644-4002. That's 644-4002. WaterfallSalonAndMassageMedSpa.com. Dilapidated schools, outdated textbooks, underappreciated teachers, and frustrated parents. We deserve better, not the status quo, and not for our kids. As an immigration attorney, I see the need for more inclusion, more innovation, and more transparency for our Richmond public school system. That's why on Tuesday, November 6th, I need you to vote Bryce Robertson for your 7th District School Board representative to ignite change. My name is Bryce Robertson, and I paid for and approved this message. Put your business on the map for a lot less than you might think with Freedom Marketing. Text the word ADVERTISE to 63975 or give them a call at 844-321-1010. 
That's Freedom Marketing, 844 If I could give you the word silver platter would it even matter you'd still be mad at me if I could find in all this a dozen roses which I would give to you Yes, I wanted to just add in, especially those folks in Virginia, um, you do want to go in to vote.elections.virginia.gov. Make sure you check that you are still registered because you don't want no mess when you get there. So find out now. Go in, check yourself. I've already done it twice. Um, and leading up to this, go in and check yourself and pass on that information. If you are a leadership position in your churches uh, in the state of Virginia, you might want to print some of this stuff and put it mm-hmm. in the bulletin on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, just so that we can have as uh, it won't be as met. It's going to be messy. So we want to make sure it's not as messy. So please um, to check, check and make sure that you're still on the rolls and you're still registered. Yeah, because what you made a very good point. Um, you said print. You can, when you once you see that you are registered, you can print, print a it. copy of that. Right. Because you have a voter's number. Right. You either take it down or make a copy of yep. it. Because they, if there is some mess, you can say, bam, bam. here we right. go. You exactly. Know? And just, yeah. So you need to do that. Give that sure um, website that. again, Sanjay. Vote.elect elections.virginia.gov okay. and it will in the first one of the first places that says is, is check your registration mm-hmm. voter registration so you want to definitely do that um, for fa- for yourself and for family members if you can and um, make sure that everything is straight. Yeah, I did it for my Before mom. Before you even go. Yeah. Because I yeah. already know if I if I got some mess at the polls, they're going to be calling the police. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, so we gonna go, I don't want to go to you're jail. You're going to be what, on that list of 911. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know something? Yes. I, hope that, I hope that everyone in every state will do their homework 
before they go to vote. Educate yourself because you're going to have someone that's going to be like these, you know, 911 Beckys calling the police, oh, you know, saying, oh, they, they're not registered to vote and they call blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Do your homework before you get there in every state. I'm quite sure there should be somewhere. I know in Virginia, we just talked about what you can do in Virginia, but in your own state, do your own homework yeah, and see if you're registered to vote, what documentation you need, or whatever the case may be, who's on the ballot, who's who, all of that before you go. Before you go. And if you don't have access to a computer, I imagine you can call the State Board of Elections. Go to, yes. or go to the library. Mm -hmm. You go to the library. Go to the library. Yeah. yeah. You get access. Mm -hmm. You had a point, too. You were saying you were glad to see. So many women running this time because there have been historically men who decide on women's issues. Yes. So it'll be refreshing to have women who know their bodies, who know women's bodies. Yes. <laughs> and who can better speak to what women's needs are. Right. I, I, I am glad to see the sisters, um, you know, stepping up to the plate. Exactly. I, I really am. Like I said, I'm really watching um, the Stacey Abrams um, election very, very closely and a lot of others, but that particular one and also the one in Florida, the brother, uh, gosh, I can't think, Gillum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. very, very close. I mean, yes. they, they, they are going through the ring of, they really are. And I take my hat off to them for the torture that they're going through from the other, from their um, competitors. Let me go to the phones right quick. Hey, Scotty, how are you, friend? Scotty, are you there? I can't hear him. Scotty, we lost you. Call us back, friend. Um, you were talking about, you know, calls, 911 calls, and it seems like the list continues to grow where there are mostly white women calling the police on unnecessary, un just unnecessarily to, um, on African Americans for absolutely no reason. Um, last week there was a father at a, I think it was a soccer game with his son, and he was teaching his son um, sportsman-like conduct, conduct, and the woman felt offended for some reason that, you know, felt threatened. I don't know why. It was none of her business. He wasn't talking to her. And she called the police, you know, which is crazy to me. Um, or the, the sisters at the um, golf course. You know, I mean, it's a whole, I mean, each week there's, there is more, the brother that was trying to get in his own apartment and the woman harassed him. I mean, I, I take my hat off to him because he was very civil. He was, he was polite because when I was watching that video, mm, mm. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. That would have been a reason to call 911. <laughs> I looked at, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. He, he mm -hmm. was very, he was, he was civil. He, he conducted himself with dignity. He really, really did. But these unnecessary calls, where are they coming from? What, is there some sort, I, I'm just trying to understand. Meaning they're being told to. Yeah, well, in some sort of a secret capacity. Yeah, I, I, well, there's I, a there's an energy, mm -hmm. a, a energy, um, a nationalist energy right now. Don't say that word, please. And well, it's it's just real. That, I know, but you just know, ugh. that at one point was contained and done in the back room, but now it's all done in the open because there there is um, a feeling that there's no real consequences. And so this is my country, 
this is my building and everything is my, my, my. And, and, and unless you ask for permission from me, you deserve nothing. And I and think so. And, and if you do something about it, I'm going to win because everything's on my side. So that's the, yeah. that's the, that's the yeah. subconscious. Privilege, yeah. yeah, that's it. Once mm-hmm. again, it's the privilege thing. So And they're being told to. And yeah. I think there's a level Whether of fear. spoken words or not right. spoken We words. don't go in those circles, so yeah. we don't know. Exactly. Right? Oh, we but don't want to be in those these circles. private events and stuff like that, it's being said. No. And I think there's a level of fear because I think people really do see what's coming out of the White House and the kind of atmosphere that's been created. And I think there's a real fear. So... Fear That's what they're acting on, on behalf of. Well, you know, <coughs> when you beat somebody so long, mm. you fear that one day they're going to turn on you. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. there's that level of fear out there that, you know, I've, I've got to do something about these people or, you know, they're going to do something to me. So yeah, but let me dial 911. <laughs> yeah, but they're creating this whole thing, mm-hmm. this whole it, it makes it worse. atmosphere. You know, and it's just—I don't know—it's—it's it's just unbelievable. Let me go to the phone. Hey, Scotty, how are you, friend? Hi. Yes, we can hear you now, friend. How you doing? I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> um, I wanted to comment on the voting segment that you all are are doing, um, and I think that you know it's probably too late. It is too late now to make it, you know, a campaign issue or a ballot initiative issue. But when you were talking about, when you all were talking about, you have to have an address in certain states in yes, order um, North uh, Dakota. to vote. I mean, that just harkens back to the time in the United States where only landholders, which were only white men, right. were allowed to vote. That's what it speaks to, because who's not going to have an address besides those on reservations? But homeless people who, who are poor. And you think about um, all the homeless families we've heard about after, you know, the housing market crash. Uh, you think about all the homeless veterans. Now, these are U.S. citizens. To me, all you should be able to prove is that I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> and if you're poor and living on the streets or whatever, you should be able to use the homeless shelter as your address to vote in the, in that district. Because I, I would think that, you know, uh, poor people, home, homeless people absolutely have a stake uh, in these elections and these issues so that that's all i wanted to add that that's something that i feel like in the future we should work on mm-hmm. on you know in our various states that we live in because this is nothing but the further disenfranchisement right. of people of american citizens to prevent them to vote and i've never heard of a country <laughs> that goes to such lengths to prevent people from voting while holding itself up as some kind of beacon of democracy. But that's all I wanted to share. You're absolutely right, but, Scotty. That that is something, you know, these issues we talk about when, you know, when doing an election year midterm, basically a, a, a presidential election. But soon as this midterm is over, that issue will go away and we won't talk about it again until it's an issue again. And we got to stop doing it. We got to stop. We got to deal with the issue and keep dealing with the issue until it's resolved, not wait until, you know, we get past the, the, the situation where it's an issue and then, you know, wait until we need it again and then deal with it. 
I was going to say something <clears throat> about like homeless shelters. Many of them are, you know, at their capacity, and people may not be able to use that as an address. Um, they should be able to, whether or not they're staying mm -hmm. there or not. But also, the your local Department of Social Services, if you are homeless and you don't have an address, you can utilize your Department of Social Services as right. an address. You know, a lot of people may not know that you can do so. That's a good point. Um, because who would who definitely need to cast their vote and let their, vo their voice be heard to change their situation would be a person in that particular, mm -hmm. you know, in that situation. situation. Right, exactly. And why shouldn't they be able and why, to? Right. Why, I mean, just because you may be, you know, down on your luck for a minute, that's even more reason why you need to cast your vote to, to so you can change your situation, sure. whatever that is. Exactly. You uh -huh. know? Thank you, Scott. We appreciate you bringing up that point. Um, you mentioned women's issue. Let me bring up a women's issue that's coming up this weekend before I forget. Shades of Pink Fashion Show, October 28th, which is this Saturday at 4 p.m. at Rising Mount Zion Baptist Church, is this weekend. And hope that you were attend. Um, it is a, a, it's hosted by the Rising Mount Zion Baptist um, Church Women's Ministry. And this is an event to support the Sisters to Cancer Network of Richmond VA. So support the cause. And like I said, it's this weekend, October 28th at 4 p.m. And admission is free. So sound like a good event. Um, we were talking about all the women or all the women that have been calling um, the 911. Most of them have been women, make one or two men in, in the mix. But uh, I, I just hope that these aren't women that, I wonder how they would vote. I mean, I probably can guess, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just, they're, it's just they, sad. They're probably going to vote to, I mean, so one thing I, I just like to say, just, you know, pull the covers back and just be realistic about people voting. That's what in the benefit for them. And so those they have a probably a penchant to vote um, vote what's going to be cover for them if we look at the big picture. Well, you know what I'm saying. Well, you they they vote against their, they will vote against their own um, best interests and vote for their party. That's the problem. Right. I I mean that it's just crazy to me. You mean to tell me? I'm going to vote for you because you are a particular party, even though it may take money out of my paycheck or, you know, um, deny me health, you know, good health coverage just to be with the party. What, what does that say when I need a doctor and I can't afford and I cannot afford health care? But you sit up in the White House, you know, getting all the best health care, retirement, everything there is. That's the part that I, I can't understand. Right, exactly. You know, that's the crazy <clears throat> part. I just don't understand. And that's why they can get away with all these crazy ads, you know, because mm -hmm. they are catering to a base that take whatever they say as being it. You know, I, I just, it's just amazing to me that how people can believe a lot of the stuff. And we got a president that I, I can't even come to words with what. You know how we just saw him on TV, and I had to turn my head the other way because it's just really sad. You, we got bomb threats, and you have the VP, the vice president. You know, spoke earlier. We just saw the wife. I don't even know what he may or may not have said. You know about the situation, but he should have been front and center on top of this whole thing. In my opinion, when something like this occurs, that's just how I feel about it. I think that. Um Again, as you said, people will vote their party. And I think because his base 
agrees with him and some of his discriminatory, prejudice, prejudicial actions and statements, that that's more important to them than anything that they may gain or lose. They want to vote for somebody who just sees people the way they see people. Well, you know what? What would be sad is when he leaves office, he'll be fine financially. And what? where will they stand mm -hmm. in the long run? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the sad part about exactly. it. Exactly. We're going to talk about money when we come back after the break. the show check out the podcast at tanyafree.com soundcloud iheart apple music and blacktalkradio.com this is tanya free is your business in need of a cash infusion to help your business grow been told no by the banks if you've been in business at least a year and have ten thousand dollars in gross monthly revenue give our friend anthony gibson at fast advanced funding a chance to say yes based on the strength of your business, not your credit history. Give Anthony a call at 215-642-0686. That's Anthony Gibson, Fast Advanced Funding, 215-642-0686. 
The New Orleans Talk Network, now on your mobile device, on your computer, in your ear, and interactive. It's new, it's innovative, and it's on your mobile device, Android, iPhone, iPad, and on your computer. Take us wherever you go, because we're interactive. 504-341-TALK. That's 504-341-8255. This is Tanya Free, inviting you to check out the Tanya Free and Friends talk show, your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, here coast to coast on the AM-FM 247 radio network and the AM-FM 247 television network. Join the conversation. The Tanya Free and Friends talk show, Wednesdays. Of course they gon' complain, they're not used to flexing My space is all in my diamond And diamonds when I tell timing He feels some type of way She gon' say some things that don't do nothing but remind me And if they bring in a problem There's no sign for it You wanna tell me how it is? Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. All right, let's talk about something that we as people don't like to talk very much about, uh, money. Money, 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 money. Um, did you all, nobody get, had the winning tickets since we're not in South Carolina yeah, uh, for the two million, two billion, I should mm. say. That's a lot of doggone That's money. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You could do a lot of money. That. Oh, a, a lot. Oh, child. Stop, <laughs> stop playing. We can do more than a lot. We, we, yeah, we, we can do a lot of things, a whole lot of things. You know, I was... I was glad somebody won, and I was glad, you know, glad and sad about the same time. I'm like, okay, we had, you know, that much money, and if I had another opportunity, I don't even play, you know. Mr. Free was gonna play, but he he won in South Carolina, so. <laughs> but you know what? The thing is, one of the important things about um, money of that magnitude is, what do we do with it? We don't like to talk about money. We don't like to talk about planning. But I'm glad today we have our financial expert here, Sanjay. And you're going to talk to us about it so that, you know, when we do get a lot of money, we know what to do with it. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of times I see that I hope that our um, professional athletes know what to do when they 
you know, start making big money like that. Because, you know, it's sad to, to be making a lot of money and then, you know, you get to the days where you can't make a lot of money and then find yourself broke. That's a terrible situation to be in only because you didn't have proper financial um, advice, you know. So, Sanji, when you make, when, let's, let's start with the lottery. If, if you, you know, have, if, if someone, whoever had, has the ticket in South Carolina, of that much money, what should they do first? Okay, so before I get to that, let me well, let me let me let me say this. First, they should call their attorneys. Okay, if they have, a, they need a legal team. With that much money, you need a legal team, um, and so that's the first thing that you should be talking to is an attorney, okay. um, and then probably the attorney is going to bring on some kind of wealth management team. Okay, um, they probably would. It would behoove them to set up different trusts and things like that. Okay, let me ask this question because I'm 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 going to let's 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 just let's keep it real. So, if I had a ticket for that, you know, two billion dollars, I'm gonna who? How do I know what type of you know attorney who to call or whatever? I mean, mm -hmm. I would just be freaked out. Like, okay, I don't want to call some attorney. Too, right? Yeah, somebody <laughs> take my money and I'm signing some legal documents and I'm signing my money over. So, how do you handle all that? Well, That's a I lot. mean, as far as who you're gonna who you're gonna call, who do you go to? Most of us. But see, I, I don't have a problem. I can call you. I know I'm gonna call you. Well, we good. Most of us know. <laughs> even if it's let's just usually you know some kind of attorney, right? So if there's Come a, there's Come a trust, on there. that's what I mean. That's Come who you're going to go to first. If you are somebody, say, I mean, if, if, you have no dealings with an attorney, you know. Well, you're going to call. I mean, you can somebody you okay, can trust. Okay, so you can take your chances and look them up and Google somebody. Oh my goodness! Or if you, mm -mm. if Mama had an attorney that she used, hopefully this attorney will call the right person. Because you know they may not be you know they might be what a, a bankruptcy attorney or whatever, right. and they will call somebody with the right expertise and be a part of that team. So hopefully, I'm sure that they're you know talking to attorneys and things like that, getting the rules and regulation, understanding how much taxes, That's trying to figure thing. out do I, they take a lump sum of they take an annuity, blah blah blah. It's a whole lot to go to go through with the whole process, but. Um, <coughs> That's that's or, that's, or, or, that's a great other, that's great that they want and it's a great opportunity. But your other question was this: See, we don't have to learn how to uh, manipulate money and work with money when we get a lump sum. We got to do with what we have right now. Right. So what happens is is that when, if you don't if you can't handle the small amounts you have now. When you get a lump sum, you can't handle that either. That's right. Because it's all about your habits, what you did, your thought process, the, you know, your knowledge about it. But it's really about what did you do with the, the amount of money that you've been living on thus far? Because you'll do the same thing that's true. with exactly. a lump sum. So that's why 80% mm -hmm. of our folks who win the lottery are broke within three to seven years. Wow. Because they do the same thing that they did before they got money. Mm -hmm. And they so, get additional relatives that they didn't know they were related to. Right. Come and out of the woodwork. Most people, most people want to give stuff away. They want to take care of folks. And so money is funny because money gets away from you real quick. Yes, it does. And it, so it doesn't matter what how many zeros is behind mm -hmm. it, whether it's $1 or it's a million dollars. That's true. It still gets away from it because now you can buy bigger stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now you can go in sacks every day mm -hmm. <laughs> as, as opposed to Walmart, right. Right? right? And buy cars you don't need. Or, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, now you true. get Maseratis and yeah. things like that. Oh, they add up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Everybody gets a house, you know. 
Um, and so that's uh, that's when we talk about money that, that we, we talk about also. So think about no matter whether it's a dollar or millions of dollars, um, are you putting your money in a depreciating asset, which is an asset that loses value? Or are you putting some of your money in an appreciating mm-hmm. asset, which means is that something are you are you buying things or putting in something that's actually gonna grow? Mm. So those two things See, I'm not a risky to, person. And, and like I said, that's but it's not risk because it's all about um, planning and mm-hmm. when are you gonna use that money. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So if you, I see a lot of young folks in here. Um, if you think about one of the things that I try to explain to folks when we talk, because now, you, now you're starting to bring in the market. But if we're going to th- talk about the stock market, we have to think of, talk about the things that we purchase every day, because we're in the market no matter what. Right, right. Right? So we put gas in our cars. Mm-hmm. We're buying food and groceries, clothing. Um, we're spending money on um, all kinds of stuff. So really the market is consumer driven. Mm-hmm. What we see right now that's going on in the market is a justifiable correction because the market has gone up since 2009. We have not had a major correction. Um, but people are still buying stuff. Y'all got up this morning, right? And bought some stuff. Yeah, but I guarantee I, 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 you put some gas in the car well, let, let me ask and this things question. like that. So if you are putting money in the mar- in the stock market and you buying corporate uh, things that corporations own but you don't own any of it and you're mm-hmm. not getting anything from it mm-hmm. yes will the price of it drop yes it will drop because of stuff that goes on but is it a real loss until you actually pull that money out so it's really about measuring when you're going to need it mm-hmm. yeah. and so i tell everyone you have to have a cushion of money that you need to get to in case of an emergency or just to True. live on. So you gotta have your income, right? Then you gotta have some money <clears throat> just for stuff. Yeah, but most of us have, don't do that. How do, how do we get to that point? Well, the first one of the first things we do is, and I thought I, it was so funny because I thought about this this morning that I do financial plannings and we don't we don't really do financial plans. A lot of people just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think we need to do short term, and I got to come up with a catchy name for it, but like a one year plan, financial plan. Mm-hmm. So if your goal is to um, number one, let's look at what you're spending. Always think about okay, how much are we spending on having fun? Because certain things I'm not going to give up. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. But how much am I spending on having fun? How much is that income? Um, we really shouldn't be spending more than 50% on uh, housing, credit cards, mm-hmm. and all of that. If I'm if I look at that number and I'm over, first of all, you got to know what it is, right? Right. right. So you're never going to be able to to do go to take the next step. So first, you got to know what it is, and if and and then you have to look at: Am I going to trim back somewhere, and am I going to take this fifty dollars a month and least start? Well, I tell you what. Let right? me tell. Let me tell you what would get you there. I didn't realize. You know. I, you know. I'm, I'm. I was the type of person that would. Put things on charge card, thinking, "Hey, just throw this card out." You know, I got what I want. Until I started looking at the bill and how much interest mm-hmm. they were taking from me, I was paying. I'm like, "Oh no!" I mean, after I started adding it all up, I barely take that card out now, and I barely use it now because I'm thinking the money that I was paying in interest—that is the money that you were saying, Sandra—I could put to the side. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to give up anything, I'm going to give up 
throwing that card out. And that right. forced me to give up some things if I don't want to pay cash for it, right. that, okay, I'm not going to buy this. I don't need this if I cannot pay cash for it. So I'm doing better with using cash opposed to the credit card. That's, that interesting. That's another thing. Yeah, that, that is a very key, using, I, that interest using part. Using cash is really key because yes. we've come to the, um, and especially for young people who, you know, they just have a card and they don't know nothing about checks. Or, mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't know nothing about, <laughs> you know, using real <laughs> cash or anything like that. And so they really, there is a problem with financial literacy because mm -hmm. to them, money is magic, right? right? You never touch it. And so it's just a magic kind of magical kind of thing. I just use my card and swipe my card, and and the money is there. Um, so, but that's what you have to look at when I talk about financial plan. That's mm -hmm. really what a financial plan is all about. Let's right. look at what you're spending, how much interest that you're paying out. There's no need to be invested in the market if I got you know fifty thousand dollars of debt at twenty four percent interest because mm -hmm. I sure can't. <laughs> Right. Be, right. I sure can't right. on that. So the first thing that we're going to, and everybody's situation is different, right? But that doesn't mean that if you're not working somewhere that you could, don't go ahead and put some money in your 401k. Mm -hmm. That's where the first place you want to start. Just start putting just a little bit of money. You don't have to understand everything. Understand that it's money, though. It's all money related. That and is it, so and it is an appreciating right. asset. Even though we're having issues right now, <laughs> volatility in the market. So if you're the, the folks that are most uh, injured by this are people who are retiring right now, and that's money that they got to live off of. Um, but once again, it goes back to planning. You know, how was your account allocated? Mm -hmm. Goes back to um, you know how how were you doing that? How were did, was all your money in a very aggressive stock? Because just because the market is down doesn't mean every single stock is down. It just means that there's some major stocks that have pull back. Mm -hmm. There's there's a couple of stocks that pretty much own the market and if they don't do well, it pulls down a lot of folks. So diversification is one thing we talk about. I did want to point out too just to pull in politics and money. Mm -hmm. That politics is and money and money and politics are the same thing. <laughs> so, they're all related cuz what I hear especially young people and other folks the folks that I get mad at the most are the ones who say, well, my vote doesn't count and it's not going to change anything and blah, 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 blah. But what you don't understand is that politician is making legal rules that affect whether me as a black business owner mm -hmm. can get tax credits for certain things. Mm -hmm. it, it, they are in charge of, like this guy with the state secretary, right. whether I get a business license or not. Right. So... Uh, that's a myth. I don't know who told you that, but politics and money is the same thing. So when we think about who we want to benefit us, yes. that's why you're going to need to vote. Yes. Because it is yes. about money. money. Yes. At the end of the day, the reason why these people have gone crazy and will do anything, lie, cheat, and steal, because that's what they're doing, is because at the end of the day, it's about money. Yes. Look at those kids that they have um, in camp, the, the, the immigrants, those children. But look at the people who made millions of dollars. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Holding and you're not going right. to tell me that politics and money, money. are not the you're same? Right. You're right. You're right. So you got to look at it not only from, lots of times we have been taught uh, certain ways because that keeps us in check, right? 
But at the end of the day, it's about money. You're right. And that's why we have because Citizens it's about United. money. Let me tell you this: because it's about money, the market will always. It may recede, but it's gonna always come back because guess who owns that yeah. market? Yeah, you're right. So there's stuff like that might happen, but at the end of the day. <laughs> Well, you, it's, it's about money and who is concerned about that. That's right? why we have Citizens so, United. Right. But that's why we also, as a as a uh, group of people, need to be understand how money works and how how the we call it Wall Street, how it really works and how we need to own stocks and things like that. And it's not something that you do short term. That's the difference between the lottery and, of course, the market. It is a long-term investment. Well, we're going to talk about it some more after we come back from our Black Talk commentary with our friend Scotty Reed. Take a listen. That is... Everything must change Nothing stays the same everyone will change nothing and no one goes unchanged the young become Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is a presentation of Freedom Marketing Incorporated. All rights reserved, views and comments expressed are not necessarily the views of the host and or this station. For that's the way of See the full two hours of our you show today. Just go to TanyaFree.com to listen live. Except rain comes from the clouds and sun lights up the sky and Georgia voters concerned about election rigging and governor's race. Non-white voters in the state of Georgia are very concerned about the upcoming elections and fear the election is being rigged by one of the candidates for governor. Republican Brian Kemp, who was also the Secretary of State in Georgia and oversees the election in which he is also a candidate, has refused to resign his position given the conflict of interest and high stakes. Kemp also is being accused of voter suppression in his race for governor against lawmaker Stacey Abrams. According to the Daily Beast, the two candidates for governor are locked in a statistically tied race and an AP report recently revealed that 53,000 Georgia voter registrations are on hold under the state's new exact match standard, which Kemp championed through the Georgia legislature in 2017. Kemp apparently has a long history of suppressing democracy in Georgia, and his office has purged over 1.4 million voter registrations since 2012. 
Nearly 670,000 registrations were canceled in 2017 alone. Two main policies overseen by Kemp have drawn criticism and legal challenges. Georgia's exact match registration verification process and the mass cancellation of inactive voter registrations. According to a report by USA Today and the Associated Press, under the exact match policy, information on voter applications must precisely match information on file with the Georgia Department of Driver Services or the Social Security Administration. Election officials can place non-matching applications on hold. This has been Scotty Reed reporting, asking you to support independent media and the work of the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project by making a donation today. Join me for live broadcasts for New Abolitionist Radio on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com. Helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. Tune into Just Jazz on Saturday nights from 9 until 11 p.m. right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network. Join me, Ty Bailey, as I showcase the best in jazz, current releases, reissues, and selections from past great recordings. It's all right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network at tanyafree.com. Just Jazz is also streamed 24 hours a day at tybailey.com. Have you checked out Tanya Free TV on Ustream? Watch our radio broadcast live and catch up on past video podcasts. Download the app. Or go to Ustream.tv to follow Tanya Free and Friends. Stay in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or text the word Tanya to 63975. Join the conversation. Tanya Free and Friends. On air, online, on point.
Join the conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. Let me read a comment. Ruth says the lottery is ill-gotten gain. You should not play with the devil. Okay, anybody want to respond? I'm gonna let that pass. Mm. We gonna stomp the devil out of that money. Mm. You say when it comes. What do you say when it comes down to Money is big? money, right? Well, y'all may not agree. I'll be the one to get in trouble. No, I, I have and, no. And, and that's to me. That's another tool that is used to to say that we shouldn't want to. You know, God gives us abundance, right? And for us to 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 on one. One one day say God gives us abundance, and then the next day say money is evil, is an oxymoron. So I think that there's an understanding that we have to say because it's what you do with money. So that money can you know help a lot of people. Hopefully, if you use it wisely, you use it wisely, or it can hurt a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how you use how well, you th- how you're using it. So I wouldn't say that the, the lottery is bad, but I would say people are. I would say people can be evil. I, th- I think as that, to what they well, do. Well, I, th- I think it's what it's what you do with anything. That's just like saying right. you you could set a whole cake in front of me and I sit here and gobble it all up. Right. Then it is bad for my health, knowing now that I cannot take in exactly. that amount of sugar. Right. It's one thing if you have a slice, and that's just like if I play the lottery. If if I feel I want to play and I win and I use it wisely. Then that's one thing. If, I, if I'm being purposeful with it, I mean. If it, then, then on the other hand, if I win and I go out and spend it carelessly, that I think that with anything, you act responsibly or in a manner that God would have you, that would be pleasing to Him. Put it that exactly. way. You know what I'm saying? That's with anything. Right. That's just so my people take can on put a put a spin on stuff, um, but that's how I look at it. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I look at it, but it, it, that's sometimes that's that's something that is in our in our community um, that has been used as a weapon against us. Yeah, because we've grown up with certain we've grown up with certain ideals because of the situation to get through our struggle to say, well, we don't need no money and all that things. But and all that layered on top of our struggle has kept us behind. And so that's the reason why we don't have or we haven't in historically uh, talked about money and things right. like that because exactly. we were taught that we didn't need to and we don't. Or, but if, if you or it's living evil a, if you have a lot of money. Evil, or it's evil if you live in a certain exactly, you know, a lifestyle exactly. or a certain place. So we had no reason and to we be shy talking away from it. it. And we shied, shy away from that. And that's a cultural thing. It's yeah. in us. It is in our DNA. Yeah. Right. So I, that that it bothers me sometimes when people do that mm-hmm. or say those types of things without really giving it a lot of thought, because it just brings up again the whole notion that you know, well, I don't really need to be uh, take care of this, and I'm a tr- my faith is very strong, um, and 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 I believe that God is in charge of everything. Including money. Well, let me ask this question: How would, in, in that particular predicament, there was a story where this young lady, um, this waitress, um, someone left her a ten thousand dollar tip, and all she did was serve water. 
what was she supposed to what that would that money be considered evil at that point? What, what should she do? If the same person, let me ask the question to the same person that made this comment, if by some chance somebody were to leave you, you know, um, that much money, that's ten thousand or a billion or whatever, what would you do with it? Would you give it back, saying that it's evil? And secondly, because you don't know where it came from. Yeah, how about that? And my pastor says that too. My pastor said he don't know where the tithes and the offerings came from. So that's true. That's a, that's a I'm just point. saying he don't know where it came from. That, that's a good point. You don't take it to a whole. I'm taking it to a whole. I'm getting you in real trouble now. We might as well have a little fun with it. Oh, together. I'm just saying. But it's true. We don't know where it came you from. You don't know where it came from. You really don't. You don't. So this, I'm this person because I'm trying to deal with one thing and you all throw something totally I'm just saying. some other stuff is coming to mind. You know, I'm like if you know I I know uh, family members would would have like little you know little little club you know places where they would get money. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, I'm not even you going there. And, and, <laughs> and they got money and they tithe on it. So you got you got a good point. I don't know any church that comes back and asks you where you got this money from. No, you're right. You're right. You don't. You really, really don't. We, we what we do? We pray over it mm-hmm. and keep it moving and keep and it for the what, progress and the furtherance of the kingdom of God. But, and, that's all I can say. Okay. I'm done. Let's get <laughs> back on topic because y'all going to y'all going someplace totally different. And I guess we, we should get a whole lot of calls on that one. <laughs> But going back to what we were talking about with regards to money and how to handle it, for the mere fact that why aren't there more African Americans with money? I was looking at some story, and I think I sent you the article where it said, um, you know, very few African Americans invest in stock. And I'm one, I honestly don't fully understand as to how that work. And I say that from the standpoint, when I'm watching, um, you know, various news programs in the morning and they give you the start market um, rate and then they have all these various um, stock, stock commercials and investors and all of that. I'm like, okay, the dial and all, how does all that work? You know, the... Yeah. It's really driven, once again, by consumers. It's, it's driven by you and I. How much money. This week, we have some vol- volatility in the market just because we're waiting for earnings to come out mm-hmm. from companies. Earnings from, like, Boeing and places like that, General Electric and things like that. And so it goes directly back to how much money have you spent Have you spent on product, goods and services. Right. So that's what drives the market. That's what truly drives. Right. At the end of the day, that's truly what drives the market. How much money are you spending on goods and services, and how much revenue these companies are making? And so, therefore, they have what you call a stock, which is ownership. And as more money they make, they can either put it back and grow it some more, or they can give it back to you as an owner in dividends and yeah, and, stock, and or profit. The stock I want to buy, I cannot afford. That's the thing. Well, you have to buy. Um, what what we call look at indexes and mutual mm-hmm. funds and things like that. So most people, um, the average person doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars to put together a stock portfolio of, of right. single stocks. And to be honest, right now that's not necessarily the best way to go mm-hmm. because you do need to be what we call an asset allocation. So you might have need to have a little bit here, a little bit there, there. and mm-hmm. a little bit in this industry, a little bit in that industry. And 
So the best way to do it for the average person is through mutual funds. First of all, looking at your 401k. That's where you all your mutual funds in there. And so you can take $25 a week. So it's all about consistently mm-hmm. putting money in, and it's all about long-term. Right, right. That's, that's, that's what it really. Thing. That's the thing. Yeah. So you can't say, well, which stock should I buy today, Sanji? Uh, I, I got, you know, $500, and I want to be, it wanted to be $10,000 next year. Well, that doesn't, I won't do anything with it. There's people out there who might promise they can do something, but then no such thing really exists. Mm-hmm. So it's really about over time. Right. And most millionaires, the average person who works every day, can be a millionaire by the time they retire if they start putting money into their retirement accounts at a young age. So right. it is about starting young. It is. And it's not going to scare you as much either because the prices are going to gradually grow up, go up and you're going to actually have profit. So it is all about putting money in a consistent amount all the time over time. Right. And, and, and that can really happen. So that's why I encourage especially young people to um, start investing. And once again, you can look up mutual funds, um, pretty much your um, – your fidelities and your vanguards and things like that. You don't have to understand everything about it, but really just kind of understand that it's about what I buy every day. Mm -hmm. So if I'm buying Nike sneakers and I'm spending my money on food, then I probably should own a portfolio of stocks of some Mm -hmm. type. And if the only way I can, you don't have to do the individual because I know a lot, I got a lot of phone calls with Nike when, um, Oh yeah, um, when they cap. Yeah. yeah, everybody wanted to buy Nike stock, and it did go up. But the thing about it is usually too late. I know <laughs> when the price goes up, it's usually too late. So you really, so now to be honest, is the best time to buy in the market because mm-hmm. the market's down. Okay, right. Okay. You're not going to talk then. Yeah. So I, I would look at that. The other thing I want to talk say really quickly about because I like giving statistics, be in myths and, and talk about debunking myths and things like that. Um, Trump gets on on television and tries to talk about the market, the market, the bar- market. Well, his numbers did not outpace Barack Obama, and Barack Obama had the worst economy. Um, one of in. the worst. He came he in came on the in. worst time. And the market went up 33.7% while he was president. And so Trump can say all he wants to because he lies so much, but he has not beaten that record. He hasn't been tested. And he has the best economy. He inherited the best economy. Right. Because right. the economy has gone, as far as the market is, con- is concerned, since 2009, we have had a market that has continually gone up. And, and so, that's because of President Obama. Exactly. The things that and he did. And that's the part I can't understand the, the why. That he did. So people, I don't want people to be, you know, there's a lot of myths. And so there's a lot of myths, even with folks that look like me, mm-hmm. who think that this president is doing so much with money. No, he, and he's yeah. making so much money. He's doing, he no, he with. hasn't. He came in with it going up. He hasn't. So right. I just wanted to put well, that out there. Because I, I like to do politics and money together. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Politics and money are tied. We talked about the Koch brothers. And you had a, a list of things that with they are involved they own in. a lot of things. And they have a lot of, they have these. So, so that's the other thing to tie money into politics. So when you have money, if we, if we are collectively, um, gain what we need, where we need to do, and it's going to take a long time for us to gain in our net worth as a, as a people. But 
that gives you also leverage. That puts you in the room mm-hmm. with the with the policy makers because that's what they're doing. And I'm just keeping it real. I ain't say it was right. I'm just saying what's going on. That puts you in the room with the policy makers who are going to influence you to do things because you got money to give to their right. campaign right. to do things that are going to benefit them. That's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. And so you got the Koch brothers who not only have that, but they also have these institutions that they call educational institutions. And these are people that are actually trained in order to write policy to give to the your average House of Representatives to say this is what we this is how you're supposed to word this. And it's it's crazy how things really happen. Money. But it is it does come back to, to the money. And so we need to be serious. And we need to be committed, if nothing else, um, to putting $50 away, if not for ourselves, for our grandchildren, for our children and grandchildren. And we can start with that amount of money. Um, I always say you don't have to know everything. Read, but pick up Black Enterprise magazine. You'll learn a whole lot by reading that and then understanding that just look in your cup your what's in your refrigerator look at where you dine at look at how you entertain yourself the cars you drive and tell everybody where they can contact you to look at my website yeah give them, give them the website <laughs> so my website is uh srt wealth w-e-a-l-t-h design Dot com because I believe that wealth is by design. You have to design it. But it's srtwealthdesign.com. I've got some articles and things like that, so check me out. Definitely, because we need to do better with our money as a people. Today's Jazz Break is Blues for Ramona by Jazz by the Jazz Crusader, sponsored by Hong Kong Taylors. Check them out.
This is Tanya Free. Fall is here and the holidays are around the corner. Hong Kong Custom Tailors, 1839 West Broad, is your one-stop shop for fashion. Custom ready to measure suits, custom monogram shirts, pants, sport coats, overcoats, designer shoes, headwear, women's fashions, expert alterations, and more. First-time shoppers will get a discount just by saying Tanya Free sent you. Hong Kong Custom Tailors, 1839 West Broad, 804-359-5441. Tanya Free and friends would like to welcome Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa as one of our newest sponsors with two locations in Richmond, Virginia. Give them a call at 804-644-4002 or visit them on the web at waterfallsalonandmassagemedspa.com. Sponsorship and advertising for the Tanya Free and Friends talk show and the Tanya Free and Friends radio network is provided by Freedom Marketing Incorporated. 844 844- Three two one ten ten, or email us at info at tanyafree.com for more information. This is Tanya Free. Tanyafree.com is your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, breaking news, commentary, podcasts, music, and more. Stay in the know. Visit tanyafree.com today. Conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia at 844-321-1010, coast to coast. I tell my audiences everywhere I go, a, a female I was born, a woman I grew to be. I find so many different forces, including this role of motherhood. My mother said, get an education, be somebody, and you won't have to depend on anyone, not even a man. There was going to be a way. I really didn't know that there were very few black women artists. I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. I decided that I was going to work with the problems of black women. I was going to try to make people see them as beautiful, dignified, strong people instead of as Ralph Ellison says, invisible. 
pretty good writer or you're a good writer, why do you insist on the label, woman in black? And I kept saying, first of all, it's true. Second of all, I find that a very broad, deep, wide uh, pool to draw from. It's richer. That piece was um, Willie, uh, that was um, co-founder of Operation Push, American civil rights activist Willie Barrow, um, Coretta Scott King, um, artist and um, sculptor Elizabeth Catlett, and novelist Toni Morrison. And when I found that piece, um, so much of what they said is very much relevant to this day. And one of the things we basically we've been talking about all, you know, this whole show with regards to the number of females that have decided to run in the midterms. Let me ask a question. Um, do you all find it more difficult being black or being a female? Because that question was raised or uh, in another piece that I saw recently. And I got to thinking about that. Well, I think Which it's, it's both. Because, you know, but if you had to pick one, which one would you say is more difficult, being a female, being a woman, or being African-American? Mm. That's difficult for me to choose, but I would say definitely being African-American. Um, but it's a difficult thing to choose. I look at them both as one and the same. Really? Mm-hmm. Mona? I had never thought <laughs> about that. That is a difficult choice. Um, thinking about my life experiences, I think I've had more difficulty with the woman side than the black side. I'd say being black. Being black? Mm -hmm. I think I have yeah. to go with you, Nona. I think being um, a woman first, because usually most of the times, um, when I can tell someone is, is co-switching with me is when they're like, oh, she's a woman. And then it's second, I'm African-American, you know. Or have you ever gone to an auto shop? And, yeah, yeah. And to me, is it, they, you, I think whether I was black or any other color is the fact that I'm a female mm -hmm. to me. That's, mm -hmm. I deal with that first. I'm like, okay, I got to be on my P's and Q's and listen real closely what they're saying and see if it actually makes sense, you know, what they're saying or that are they, am I about to get ripped off, you know, or a mechanic or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to really just listen real, real careful because I'm like, okay, are they going to talk to me like, um, you know, a person, whether I'm a man or a woman? You know, because they're not going to talk to me. Usually, I don't have the approach where they're going to talk to me like I'm African American. It's more so um, my gender, whether I'm black or I mean, whether I'm a female or a male. You know, that's more so what I feel that I deal with more so than African American. You know, to me, I think that to me comes comes to me. I think comes a little more difficult. So, but. It's a good question. I'll have to think about that some more. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've had the auto shop experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my ex-husband is a mechanic, so I have a little bit of knowledge or at least the wherewithal to ask the questions that maybe your average person doesn't ask. Mm -hmm. um, so I get that, you know, a lot. I still, and I think it's both. 
you know, um, but the, anytime the, you can But they wouldn't ask you that. They would, if you were a man, they would be talking to you differently. Absolutely, I do agree with that. Yeah. You know, anytime you go from my bill, um, when I came in just for a state inspection, um, being, you know, $2,000, but you can get me down to 600 you know, I'm going to tell you about yourself, and then I'm going to take my business <laughs> elsewhere, you know, um, just give me my car back, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. that's it, you know, but when you, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be a mechanic, it just means to ask the additional questions. I still see it as, you know, being black first, but definitely it's both, you know, even within that one experience, it's still both, you know. Yeah, it, it it's both. I and particularly the the area, the location. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just when I saw that, I'm like, oh my! I had never thought about that until the question was raised, and I guess I had to think about it. I'm like, yeah. Most of my experiences is usually, oh, you know, it's it's a woman, and let me ask this question. Sometimes, how we as women. <coughs> can treat each other. Mm. You know, it that's Go that's there with that's black women that's, that's very <laughs> say what? Go there with black women. Yeah, you that know. too. That too, you but know. Agreed. That that too because um I was someplace the other day and um was in a store and I was noticing how the woman was treating me opposed to the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how some some folks just want to smile and you know grin and got to me like mm. like what you know I'm like okay all right you know so yeah sometimes that that can go both ways you know so how how we as as people can treat each other whether or not you know by race gender or anything else you know can we just treat each other as people as you humans. know yes yeah, as, as humans you know that's the bottom mm -hmm. line you well, know you don't think that's what we're doing what? What was that? <laughs> I mean, I just think that humans inherently are just couldn't be rude. So I think that's what they would do it. I think we're. I think it's I more think so now than ever before. Not. I think it's more so now than ever before. Right. We are extremely divisive now. I think than ever before, and it bothers me when no it comes manners. from right. When, it, and it bothers me. That's an interesting point. It bothers me from the standpoint you have the person, the 45th of the USA, in that manner. You know, if you cannot direct your children to be able to look at a person that's supposed to be bringing us together, but that's otherwise, what does that say? You know, we've gotten away from being um, polite to each other. You know, the the um, the woman that accused the nine-year-old of groping her in a store because he brushed up, accidentally brushed up against her with his book bag. Come on now. You know, I mean, and all you, I mean, and you took it to be that he was groping you and you calling the police. What happened to, oh, excuse me, I don't know how many people do this, but I still do this. When I'm in a store and I'm going down an aisle and you're looking at a product or whatever and I break your concentration. You say, excuse right, me. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. But now you have people that will go through the store and not say, excuse me, or cough. I hate when somebody cough and don't cover their mouth or yawn. I mean, that just, I go the other way. Because I'm thinking, I don't want your germs. You know, we have just gotten so rude and 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 just impolite and just I don't know what what else you would call it. It's tension. I mean, you think about all the road rage 
that is happening. People are losing their lives over road rage. I was, um, one day I was driving and you know, this <coughs> car was about to run me over. So I nicely just moved out of the way and they got in front of me, got behind another vehicle and was doing the same thing, you know, in and out of the tra out of traffic where they got to one particular car that they could not go around. And then eventually that car moved and got into another lane. That same car, that same wild person that was driving, got in front of that person, pulled up as far as they could, and then eventually changed their mind and backed all the way up. Mm -hmm. I mean, put their car in reverse. I thought, uh-oh, this is road rage one-on-one for sure. Thought they were going to actually bump into the person that they had gone around. And the person that, that, was, that they were um, backing up to just was like in shock. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know whether to take out my phone, get out or what. I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? And they got so close, it looked like they were about to bump, and then they actually jumped in front of me again. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and let them go wherever they're going. Because people have just gotten just, I mean, they are just frustrated, tense, and just Angry. tensions are high. Angry, yeah. Tensions are extremely mm -hmm. high. So we're living in, in, in really... Um, trying times now. I mean, this is it's, this is really, 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 really um, sad. It really is. And I don't know how do we restore that. What, what do we do? Nona? It's a choice. It's your decision-making process. You know, we never know what other people's experiences were, what they're greeting you with, what's going on in their life um, 10 minutes ago. And they make that choice. But then we can choose how we deal with it. True. So True. But how do we change the climate because tensions are so high? And people, you know, what, what bothers me, people can lose their lives, <coughs> their life over just something real simple. That little boy with the, the, the uh, book bag that groped up against that woman accidentally, he very well could have lost his life. Mm -hmm. You know, had the police come in and she'd been ranting and raving, th you know, saying that he groped her and he really didn't and things got out of control the mother or anything could have could have happened you know or the young man trying to get into his apartment and you know living there anything could have happened could have gotten out of control any of us you know i don't know how what can we do to change that i think that Okay. No, I was just going to, uh, just a brief statement uh, as far as, you know, this level of disenfranchisement. Um, I think what we're doing right now by uh, talking about it also exposes it. Right. You know, I think, again, as you had stated earlier, you know, people have choices and they're responsible. There's a lot of rhetoric in the media. I think we have to speak on that to, for people to begin to understand that um, before you rely on what you see on TV, you know, you got to do your own research or at least ask somebody if you right. don't know and if you're confused about what the real issues, you know, are or you don't even know how to go about, you know, learning uh, what these real issues are or some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about, you know, there's a lot of uh, smoke screens, you know, mm -hmm. being blown to create diversions. Well, people don't know that because they rely heavily on TV uh, and media. Um, so that's just one part, I think. But talking about it, um, actually presents a level of transparency and, you know, gives people something else to begin to think about, mm -hmm. you know. 
I, I think um, you hit on something with regards to a lot of the TV shows now are dealing with a lot of these issues. Mm -hmm. Because I was watching several shows. Um, There's a new show called Neighborhood, I believe it is. And you have... Um, Political satire. Yeah, yeah, but mm -hmm. they're dealing with the issues that very, what we're talking about right now. Um, gosh, I can't even think of the, the, the actor's name. Cedric, Cedric, Cedric the, the Entertainer mm -hmm. and his next door neighbor is white mm -hmm. and oh we gotta go to break okay we'll be right back seems like yesterday we used to rock the show i laced the track you locked the flow so far from hanging on the block the dough notorious they got to know that life ain't always what it seemed to be words can't express what you mean to me even though you're gone we still a team through your family i'll fill your dreams in the future, can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometime, the night they took my friend. Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feelings hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half a breath. I know you're still living your Every life after death. If you suffer from chronic pain and stress, then getting regular medical massage is essential. Medical massage practitioner Nasser Staples has over 20 years of experience. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa is the only place to treat migraines, arthritis, sciatica, or neck and shoulder pain. They offer a variety of services with convenient locations on both sides of the river. Mention this ad and you get 10% off your first. Visit them on the web and Facebook. Call 804-644-4002. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa. The Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is sponsored in part by Furniture at the Venus. Hi, I'm Chocolate Chip, and your home is the place that says the most about who you are. Furniture at the Venus has a huge selection of styles that make a statement. Visit our showroom at 1420 Hall Street, Suite A, and check out our full line of dining room sets, living rooms, and bedroom sets, and more. Be sure to ask about our weekly Tanya Free and Friends specials on everything in the store, including king and queen mattresses, sets to fit any budget, with new arrivals daily, let Charles and Nancy Shaw show you their complete line of home furnishings and accessories. Give them a call at 804-232-3500. That's 804-232-3500. That's Furniture at the Venus, 1420 Hall Street, in the heart of Southside Richmond. I need a doctor, said the boy to the man. 
Conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804 321 1010 in Central Virginia and 844 321 1010 coast to coast. Okay, Marcus, you got a comment? Yes, Kendra, why don't you ever deal with how we lesbians are treated by other women? Don't you think being lesbian is more difficult than black or female? Honestly, can I um, answer that if, if someone that can identify with that want to respond, I'd be more than glad to take their comment. The phone lines are open, 804-321-1010 or 844-321-1010. Um, if they can speak to that, I have no problem with that. My own personal experience, I just feel being a woman, um, is, is a little more difficult than being um, African-American. I was just saying that um, I just notice it more. That's just me. You know, but if, if, if your experience with being a lesbian um, is, is more difficult or you want to deal with it, I have no problem with talking about it. I can't speak to it because I don't have that experience. I only can speak to what I experience. Anybody you have a comment with regards to that? I just okay. think that all humans should be treated as humans. You know, again, I can't really speak to that. Uh, but again, we should respect all people. You know, right. you know. I mean, I do. I respect <coughs> all, um, regardless as to what your, you know, gender is, your your um, nationality is, your sexual preference. I have no problem with it at all. I I do not discriminate. I just don't. I have no no. No issues with that, and I have no problem with having someone that is, you know, whatever their sexual preference is, I could care less. Like you said, well, I, Sanji. I just wasn't, you know, I, and, and I need to be educated, so I'm the first one to raise my hand to, to be educated on that, and maybe somebody will call in and educate me a little bit more, but I didn't think the question had to deal with sexual preference. I thought it had to deal with. I mean, it's, that's a subset of being right. black and being a woman. And but you know, and I'm not not to offend anyone because if I'm doing it, I'm doing it because I'm ignorant to what I'm saying right now. Um, but I think that um, you know, I, I guess we never really thought about. It. it didn't matter whether you're a lesbian or not. 
still you're female. Bl- you're still female. Right, you're still female because nobody, because you're right. When you go to the, the auto mechanic, they're not going to ask gonna say, you. are you gay right, or straight? Right, right. What they see first would be whether right. or not you are a female right, or Because you don't male. know. So right, I guess that's exactly. Why. That doesn't even come up. I guess up. That, at that, so the question which is with that, that was asked to why you didn't deal with it is because that wasn't the question. Oops. The question was... It wasn't, was, you're right. It wasn't just it wasn't your sexual a, preference. Right. It wasn't about sexual preference. And like I said, edu- somebody has to educate me and say, well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, give me some more feedback on that. But, but the question was African-American woman. And so you could be lesbian or not. You could be transgender, whatever. Right. But if you're presenting yourself as a black woman, that was your question. Right. So, but maybe you do need to have another show to deal with that. Oh, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. I mean, I, I just, whatever your sexual preference is, more power to you. Right. I'm good. I'm good. Whatever that may be. I, you know, don't denounce anyone, whatever their experience is. Um, I was talking about various um, TV shows and how, how they are dealing with a lot of the social issues that we are dealing with. I take my hat off to them for the mere fact that it's something that I believe the media should be taking more of a stance on, but that is not happening because I've gotten to the point that I may watch the media for maybe two or three minutes and I turn it off because it's just a repeat of the same thing. And I am tired of talking about the same you know, rhetoric that we see coming out of the White House. I mean, it, it, it's just, it makes your brain dead. It really, really does. And, um, you know, I just, I just can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And is, it, it is exactly as you stated, rhetoric. Um, you know, we're not really privy to all of the real Oh, issues. what the real deal is, right. Yeah. Maybe it's due to national security concerns or whatever the case may be, but it's a lot of, um, you know, there are different variables as to why. Oh, there's a lot going on behind yeah. the scenes. No question about that. And they, the sad part about it um, is, you know, we have to pay attention to what's going on. And I thank my, my friend um, Scotty for his commentary and talking about what we were talking about earlier, um, Brian Kemp, and what was going on with that. And um, once again, something that, you know, um, social, uh, I mean, mainstream media should be talking about, the Democrats should be ranting and raving about and making it a big issue. And that is not happening. So thank you, Scott. I appreciate all that you're doing and how do you use your platform, your platform to keep us informed and many others' um, uh, platforms. Um, you know, it just become more and more difficult to try, you know, and, and I have to say one thing um, 45 did really well was making it difficult to be able to, to understand fake news. When he said, when he made that statement about fake news, mm. I knew it was going to be an issue right then. I knew that he, he's not saying this for no reason. It's the reason why he's saying this, to cast doubt so you don't, and, you know, as right. to what's real and what's not alternative and all of that. And I think a lot of the mainstream media has played right into that, you know, giving us snippets of this opposed to what's really going on behind the scenes <coughs> and what they should be focusing on. And I don't know how you all feel about it, but I just get sick and tired of watching what should be mainstream um, media news, really news, opposed to a lot of the the rhetoric that we constantly get 
from them. I mean, it's just it's just sad. It is really, really, really sad. And what people believe, and out of the um, political commercials that are played, it's just crazy. Like you said, power and money. You know, when you a lot of the ones that are really, really crazy, really, really crazy, the candidate may not support it, but you have another group that may be supporting it. And I don't know how many people pay attention to that. But I pay attention to all that, but and all the candidate knows them, right? Oh yeah, they're the connected. Oh yeah, they, they're connected. I mean, they can they can go out and say, well, I didn't endorse that, and not even right. say that. But the candidate definitely. Well, knows. they know it. Oh, they know it. But that's the reason <laughs> why that's the whole they reason. already know that. Okay, this is going to be way over the top. We can't we, we can't, can't back that. We can't back that's this. Right. But, but that's we can okay. have somebody else right. do it. Right. Exactly. And pay attention to a lot of the fine print uh -huh. as well. You know. So it's a whole lot that's going on that people may or may not pay attention to, but it matters. It does. It makes a world a difference, you know, and his base, they could probably care less because they're going to vote party anyway. Like he said, he can go out and kill somebody, they're still going to vote for him. For somebody to say that and you vote for him, what does that say about you? Yeah, well, it just says tribalism. And, and when I talk, once again, going back to money and politics, um, a lot of the reasons why we as a people don't do certain things with money with money is because we've been disappointed and it's, it is that doesn't negate that it's structurally we have not it is not structurally done so that we prosper mm -hmm. it's not a structure it's not the, nobody's has stepped in like they did with allegedly with the Korean market back mm -hmm. in the 60s where the United States government said, uh, only uh, Korean. They they had a, a a treaty of some type where they you had to you couldn't buy from anybody else except for the Koreans. Mm -hmm. So that's a subsidy right. that was given to a a, diff, a different demographic. Right. You have also when we look at the banking system, we had a we had banks. Right. Freedom Bank was one of them. It failed, and it failed because. They said that our money was safe, um, but what ended up happening was that the president at that time of Freedom Bank out in, I believe it was Chicago, I have to be, may have to be corrected on that, um, invested a lot of money in other, took the money, the bank money, and invested uh, those, those, those savings in risky deals that failed. And so that's one of the reasons why we don't trust banks, trust. Mm -hmm. right? So that's in our DNA not to do that. At the same time, the United States government had programs, and they were called GI bills yeah, for getting houses mm -hmm. and veteran bills and things like that, that the government guaranteed mortgage-backed securities, mm -hmm. and they the government guaranteed FHAs and all that. Right. Well, the Bank of Italy is today known as Bank of America. But that was an Italian really? immigrant mm. bank wow. that started out, and the government allowed them to have a program for FHA loans. And so those were all subsidies that we as an African-American community mm -hmm. was never, we were never given that, that opportunity. So uh, I'm very proud of what we're doing. We got a long ways to go, but we should be very, very proud because we have just been able to really kind of look at what we need to do with money mm -hmm. just because of the laws. Once again, we didn't, we couldn't vote until 1965, right? right? Mm -hmm. So we've only had really right. the privilege of dealing with money 
for 40 some 50 years mm-hmm. so i'm very proud of what we go and i want everybody my last words are just be educated but yeah. do something if whether it's in the market vote. or saving vote and save 50 dollars a month that's all <laughs> what y'all do that's <laughs> 50 dollars a month Vote and save fifty dollars a month. You gonna need it. <laughs> you're right, especially ex- especially if possibly your social security is is you know possibly in jeopardy. Be, yeah, in jeopardy as well as Medicare, you know as well, and that is that is that's a that's that's major. Mm-hmm. It's so important for young people to yes. realize that they do need to start putting money away because. We can't count on Social Security, even though we paid into it as our mm-hmm. money. Um, we can't. If things go as 45 plans, it may not be there. You're right. Or it may be so creek. much less. And Medicare, I can. Health insurance. Right. I can look at, my mother was sick for 10 years. Um, she had Medicare. We never had to pay a bill. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's. 10 years removed and it's very very different and that's the question if if it is removed where do we as everybody at this table where are we what mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. because if you have to pay we have to pay for um you know health care when we get to that age and like you said usually when you're older you have other dif- additional or you know right. critical health issues then what mm-hmm. and doctors treat elderly people differently yes. as well yes um, so there, there's a, I think, a created need, um, and so we end up spending a lot of money. Um, so you have to start young. You, you can't financial um, planning. Yeah, you can't. Sandra, you want to get at that website one more time before we go? Uh, www.srtwealthdesign.com. Alrighty. Thank you, ladies. As always, I thank God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing us the opportunity to speak and hopefully her. Thanks to our listening friends. Blessings to each and every one of you. Of course, thanks to Sanji, Shara, Nona, Marcus, Noah, Sterling, and Mr. Free. I'm Tanya the Free. Until next time, be free and remember to live life with a purpose.
Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is a presentation of Freedom Marketing Incorporated. All rights reserved, views and comments expressed are not necessarily the views of the host and or this station.